0: And welcome, folks, to episode 32 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known as the True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy.
1: A.K.A. DJ Youth.
0: DJ Youth. <laughs> you spell that Y-double-O-F.
1: Wicked fidget spinners. Innit. <laughs> Innit. I be a rock and roll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we're so street. We've nearly got lampposts on our back.
1: I, I was wow. wearing my heathies. <laughs> with my beard. <laughs>
0: Little known fact for listeners, actually. Um, oh, Here we go. Talking about the youth. Uh, Andy is a big unknown proponent of the hipster revolution that's taken place in in recent years. His his well-known interest in vegan foods, uh, artisanal shops and craft beers all started with a little blog he used to write called BeardsAreUs.com And so uh, that was just the the, the comedy value of the site and the great advice about how to deal with digestive vegan issues Um, and the morning after challenge of drinking craft ales uh, proved very popular with the beardy, lumberjack jack shirt-wearing crowd. And uh, Andy is quietly known as as the lord of all hipsters. It's
1: true. Keeps the mortgage paid. True story. True story, There is nothing like wearing a suit. And a nice pair of smart shoes with no socks.
0: Yes, while eating vegan falafel.
1: Yeah, and yeah. picking it out of my beard. Mm. Yeah, lovely times. Woo.
0: Anyway, mate, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, you right? Yes, I'm okay, my man, I'm okay. Plodding on, I'm quite tired tonight, I've done a lot of driving today. Have oh, you? Yeah. Where have you been? What have you been doing? I've been to Huddersfield. Ew. Uh, yeah, no, it was alright, I had a job interview.
1: Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, these night shifts are getting on my nerves. I'm looking for another job.
1: Well, you heard it here. If you've got a job opening and you're in the north, then give us a shout.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm
1: a little tired, but I'm getting on all right. We're
0: not recording on our normal night either, which is kind of spinning me out. It is weird. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going north of the wall on Wednesday morning to the cold northerly climes of Scotland. I'm going to be in TJ land. TJ Land. <laughs> yeah, TJ Land. So a very busy week, so we're recording out sequence, which has completely freaked me out, but uh, otherwise I'm okay. What, what have you been up to then this last two weeks, my man, since we last recorded? Anything interesting to report to the listeners? No, I've been
1: boring. You went and saw it, Wicked. I did. I did go and see it. reinvigorated my passion for uh, uh, the theatre and performing arts. I might have to audition for a play
0: or two yeah that probably would have been my better little known fact opportunity there that is true then I'll keep it, you updated it, listeners yes absolutely blew my load a bit early then doing the, <laughs> doing the, the <laughs> hits the thing yeah. there's, there's so many so many more humorous interludes I could have done with, uh, uh, around your love of the theatre no one mourns the wicked that's um, my wife likes that one
1: that's what, the one wicked
0: yeah, it's the the Wicked Witch of the West, isn't it? The the behind the scenes story of uh, the Yellow Road, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it's really good. So yeah, enjoyed that. That wasn't really gamer related, but um, I'm sure everyone's interested in in my private life. What else? <laughs> Son had a, a birthday party. Took him to a little kind of five side football place, and he had a little fo- uh, football party there. That was nice. Mm-hmm. But no real gaming, no, uh, no, no gaming at all actually, other than a few little games. Although we have been playing our Golden Escalation uh, teams, we should have a little natter about that in the intro later on.
0: Yes, yes, we can have a little chat about that certainly.
1: Yeah. Because the worm has definitely turned. <laughs> definitely turned. And I need you. I need the listeners' help because I am struggling. I've gone from I'm making the hand gesture, but you're not going to see it up here to down here. <laughs> <laughs> in, in in a very quick period of time.
0: Yeah, okay, we'll have a little natter about that in a second.
1: Uh,
0: well, um, you, you you know, you've got your real life interfering with your nerd life there, but I've been actually quite nerdy in the last two weeks since we've recorded. So I got... My, my wife keeps insisting on trying to get me to make friends with the dads and other parents of the kids that my kids play with. So we, we ended up getting invited around to this party and the hashtag competitive wife in her ill judgment, decided to point out that I'm a big board game fan and I could bring some games around for us to play, which pained me greatly. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm introducing board games to people who don't play them. But I went pretty lightweight. I took Cards Against Humanity. I took the F-Word game. I think I've mentioned that one before. And I took a game called One Night Ultimate Werewolf.
1: Are you familiar with that one? I'm not, but I'm interested to hear what that's all about.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's quite it's relatively well-known. It's a, a kind of party-ish game type thing. Obviously, I took it to a party. You, Everybody gets a, a, a card. That card is their, their secret character. Two of the cards are werewolves, the rest of the cards are members of the village, the werewolves are terrorised in the village, and the aim of the game is to go through a deduction process to figure out who the two werewolves are. So the werewolves win if they manage to blag away that they're not werewolves, and the villagers win if they manage to catch the two werewolves, that's the aim of the game. So you, there's a, an app that kind of plays a kind of routine where you go through kind of like covering your eyes and different people can open their eyes at different points in time. That then is where you start to gather information to help you determine who the werewolves might or might not be. And then you just go through a big kind of debating process to figure out who the werewolves are, which can get very animated at times <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it's very quick very punchy takes about 10 minutes to turn around the rules are straightforward enough to explain to a group of non non-gamers who were drinking as was the case at this party but also got enough tactical depth that it kind of switches people on and gets them interested
1: how to get on playing with non-gamer types
0: yeah all right you know it's that thing isn't it when you it, where it's that you're doing the small talk because it's because not people that you know well or see outside of the school gate encounter, you know. Yeah. So there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. but So the, the game kind of helped in a way, because it was a nice icebreaker, oh, um, cool. and it allowed us to get involved. But it's a, it's a great game. I'd recommend it to anyone. I, I play it with my wife and kids, although my son's not very good at You know, he'll be like, I'm the werewolf! I'm like, no, you're not, no... <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to <laughs> you also when everyone's got their eyes shut he got caught by my sister-in-law one time reaching over the table and peeking at other people's cards while everybody's <laughs> eyes were shot. so i still need to do a bit of work with the five-year-old the mini mr six but yeah it's a, it, uh, it comes recommended mod seal approval on that one for anyone who's interested cool yeah all right so we talk let's have that global escalation chat then my man Let's do it. So the your uh, it's the intimidating Punisher team that you've been tinkering with and playing with. I've been tinkering with the rare Pyro from X Men First Class. If anybody's not fully aware of or missed a couple of episodes, I suggest you go back to episode 29, where the kind of kick off of this little global escalation team challenge. Started to get a full sense of what's going on. So we had our weekly catch-up where we played the two teams against each other, and as you say, the worm turned.
1: It did indeed. You put in the what's what's her name? Is it Jean Grey? Jean Grey, yeah. X-Men: First Class, where when active, you can just do a bolt to spin something up and down, Mm. and that just sped up your pyro team no end.
0: Yes, uh, I mean she's she comes at a high cost. I'm still, I had to not sweat some of the smaller earlier damage that you were doing to me, knowing that, you know, I was working on my ramp to be able to afford, because Pyro's a five cost, Jean Grey's a five cost, Jean Grey's got a hefty fielding at her top level as well at three, so I I knew that I had to kind of knuckle down and concentrate on my ramp and just kind of hope for the best in the meantime. Um, So I'm still not entirely comfortable with it, but
1: when it goes off, Boy, does it go off! Yeah, because you you row up your bolts, you spin them up. That's what eight, nine, ten damage, and then you use another one to spin them down, and you use another one to spin them up, and it put me right on the back foot. I was doing pretty well with the Punisher. I tried a few new things out. I was getting fed up with all the direct damage, so I subbed in to uh, the team: uh, Iron Fist, the Immortal, the Op which reduces damage by one along with captain america super soldier which reduces damage to one i'm sure more experienced players will know that combo quite well Uh, So So threw that on there to just kind of shut down your your direct damage approach but found out it slowed the team down no end when you're looking for you get your swarmers out and your collector and then those two it just kind of ground it to a halt. So I was trying to get the Iron Fist out first and kind of rush through to get the Iron Fist and Captain America out as soon as possible, but losing maybe kind of three, if four turns, getting them out and into the field. Uh, And at that point, then starting to to kind of build up with the uh, the swarming fists and it just did not work and it wasn't going anywhere and it was just causing problem after problem. And then you would just get rid of a swarmer off the field. So I didn't have any way of churning through my bag uh, or you captured or did some horrible shenanigans to get rid of my collector and that, that that's the uh, the weaknesses I found is that the swarm work but if if the the, the the one in the field that's that's causing the swarm gets taken out of the picture then i've not got enough energy or characters to do the punisher field and push uh, and if collector's taken out the equation then i've got to try and kind of build up to another five cost to get him round again and it's easily shut down once you know how it's how it's played. So I need some variances. I did change in for a couple of staples Ugh. of the uh, <laughs> of global escalation. Uh, so I realised that speed was more of my friend than protection. Uh, so I brought in BXG, the the old and beautiful one, and uh, what was the other one I brought in? Blue oh, eyes. Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes. And I'm Quite versed in how to pxg filled sidekick ping off ping off buy something on the cheap get all your sidekicks out of the used pile get everything through again and with those two pieces the team became very very effective because it it was quick i didn't really need the swarmers because it was just the the swarmers were just the bodies they weren't actually swarming because never really had enough in the used pile to to properly bring that into effect but you could get the collector out quick and then a bunch of Cheapy characters, Collector and the Punisher, and Bish Bash Bosh. Yeah. Did Losh Dosh Bosh.
0: I made very good use of that PHG, though, too. You did. Yeah.
1: And Blue Eyes. I mean, it's it's the thing is, if your opponent's team can benefit from that significantly more than your own team, then you're in trouble.
0: Yeah. And having all those sidekicks rolling, I didn't have to pursue my own ramp so much as make use of your PHD, and my techno global was still just as handy,
1: you know. Yeah, super lethal. Yeah,
0: so, so that, that's where we're at. I'm still not convinced by the pyro team. In fact, I think I like a couple of the other global escalation teams that we've been playing around with. That sidekick one I've made, I'm really into. I'm not. Yeah, we'll talk about that one maybe in a future episode. So there you go, folks. There's the global escalation update. So although we um, we plan to do a bit of modern this week, haven't we? Because I've got a tournament coming up at, uh, in a couple of weeks that I want to get some practicing for.
1: So get you ready to dominate the northern uh, competitive scene.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the team's right. I played it against uh, our man Ben Scott, the Canadian national champion, on Hangouts the other night, and he schooled me hard.
1: Yeah, well, he schools everyone hard.
0: Well, true that. True that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, i tell you what, just moving on. Is, should we talk Who Are You right now?
1: Yeah, let's put the theme tune in nice and early because we always forget to do it now.
0: All right, we'll drop it in now. Who are you? Who are yeah. Who are you? Yeah, so the, the Who Are You Challenge, so last week we had two Who Are You's, one that we, we had uh, some correspondence for, that was uh, Philip over in Sweden, and then we had uh, our Netherlands listener who, who didn't come out the woodwork, or well, I say that, didn't come out the woodwork in time, so we'd like to take a, 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 a posthumous,
1: Ooh, nice word,
0: yeah, well I think posthumous means dead actually when they're dead so that's probably not the right <laughs>
1: that's
0: the wrong word then it's probably the wrong word because peter peter from the netherlands hello he, he reached out and said oh i have come a bit behind on my episodes i've just listened i'm your, your netherlands listener so peter came out the woodwork hello peter this is your official who are you shout out so we're going to take back the the who are you fail from last week and count it as a two for two in our last episode Excellent. i don't know he was
1: Actually, on our last episode as well,
0: he was indeed because Peter competed yeah. in the Central European Nationals. Yeah, so uh, in fact, that was the reason why I'd not listened to the episode yet because he'd been at the nationals. Um, so there you go. However, uh, call out asking to discover who the listener in Peru is has been a fail. Oh. Yeah, I'll put in the fail noise now. <laughs> So yeah, whoever you are in Peru, just a quick call out. We're interested in who you are. Give us a shout, but you know you'll be late now. On to this week's Who Are You, uh, and we're going to bring it back to the home shore.
1: We are indeed. So for the last seven days, the top city is um, Umea in Sweden. So we're guessing that Philip from from last episode's been listening away avidly, or he's built up a pretty chunky uh, Dice Masters community in the last
0: couple of weeks That's, I think he's, he's told all his friends and family he got a call out on a podcast and they've, <laughs> they've all just been listening <laughs> to the first 10 minutes just to hear us mention his name so yeah but our second highest is Harlow in the United Kingdom
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little look on google maps and discovered that well we wonder if maybe that's one of the players or the player base that get together at calamity comics over in hatfield i don't think that's too far away from harlow uh, but in any case give us a uh, give us a shout and let us know and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode and get in touch with us through the Brit Roller six dot com website by hitting the contact us button go to facebook search for the ministry of dice or give me a call out on twitter at the brit roller mr six let us know who you are where you play and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode
1: yes yeah, in essex isn't it
0: yes indeed it is yeah i think it might like i say i think it might be eric's one of eric's or even eric himself out of uh, calamity comics but we'll but we'll see we'll see we'll find out
1: white stilettos all around
0: hmm very good alright then alright then <laughs> see what it? he it was like what, have you ever seen Chris Pratt do his TOWIE impression
1: I've seen that little clip on Facebook yeah, yeah it's yeah, funny good does make me chuckle do you watch TOWIE no no me either I was in it for a couple of years <laughs> another little little fact I, I guess I remember actually
0: yeah. Zero, yeah I remember but wasn't there a bit of a tabloid scandal surrounding it
1: yeah, there was.
0: About about the way you left the show. I mean, I think it's awful what you did to that cameraman, but...
1: It was all blown out of proportion.
0: I said I'd never bring that up with you again.
1: You did, and you have.
0: Yeah. Well, you,
1: you started it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Moving on.
0: Moving on. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what we've got coming up in this episode. So we are going to take a few moments to have a bit of a chat about the organised play card spoilers that hit the internet, I don't know, last week, was it? Last week? Last
1: yeah, last
0: boobs. Tried. Yeah, the, the boobs cards. Um, so, uh, uh, although, I must admit, we're, we're a bit behind the curve because I think every man and his dog has spoken about these OP cards before we've got around to having our little chat about it.
2: Very yeah, sad fast news. fast forward
1: that. Yeah. Fast forward through that,
0: yeah. Yeah, very sad it is. <laughs> Yeah, very sad news though is that so just talking about people who've spoken about the OP card. If you the latest double burst episode where they discuss the organised play cards, um, and I was listening to the other day, at the end of it they announced that they're going to wrap it up in two or three episodes' time uh, on episode
1: 120. Oh, no. I'm beside myself, my man! I'm beside myself. Are you going to you... try and replace me with KO King?
0: Yes, I think I think me and him can can milk a little bit more conversation. Um, <laughs> out of Black Manta and Rare Crow I think, I think there's more territory to be covered in that space there
1: don't even think about it no
0: no but I, but uh, I don't know where Ben Scott's going to get his team ideas from if those guys wrap up the podcast
1: from us as we will be the uh, we will be the forefront of Dice Masters podcast we will well, be the best podcast won't we you
0: and I both know that people do not listen to us for too. <laughs> <laughs> But in any case, we're going to have a bit of a discussion about the organised play uh, card spoilers, and then we have our next contender on the
1: Ministry of the Dice. Ministry the. of the Dice. Ministry oh, of yes. Dice. The bar. The
0: bar. Yeah. So bar. I won't. I won't spoil it now. But uh, stay tuned to find out who we've got on. We have a little bit of a chat with that particular individual and we put them through their paces in the two minute quickfire round Uh, and that'll bring us to the close of the episode so once again a packed episode for your auditory enjoyment i'm tired man yeah
2: let's get on with the show
0: then auditory the right word yeah let's get on with the auditory that's ear isn't it ear stuff some good footage some good footage indeed (laughs) on with the show (laughs)
1: This is
2: London calling. Here is the news.
0: Yes, that's right, folks. It's time for the news. And the big news to call out in the two weeks since our last episode went out was there's been some organised play promo set. Spoilers hit the tinterwebs. Very, yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, so first things first, if you if you want to go and take a look specifically at the spoilers, our colonial friends, the lads over at dm-north.com, with a little bit of help from the dice Coalition crowd who uh, pulled the info together. In fact, those guys they're very sharp at spotting bits and bobs on solicit pages and dark corners of the WizKids website. I've noticed.
1: Is that Jordo?
0: Yeah, Jordan. Hi, yeah, hi Matt and um, CCM00007, I like saying that, 00007. Yeah, I don't know, you have to get in touch and explain that online handle to us one day, man, I'm curious. Anyway, head on over to dm-north.com. They've got some pictures of a a handful of the cards, but um, that's the big news, that there's organized play, winter organized play packs coming out starting in January and then running one set a month for four months, up until April. January's is called Super Spies. February's is Stark Industries. March is City Slingers. (laughs) Couldn't get my tongue around that for a minute. And then April is the Marvel Now Heroes, which I think is very exciting news.
1: Yeah, definitely. It uh, answers a lot of questions about if there's going to be any competitive play support coming up in the future.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have a little chat about that in a, in a second. But as, I suppose the first thing to address, uh, do they look like decent cards, do you think, my man?
1: Oh, mate, they look wicked, <laughs> Yeah, as but, they say on the streets.
0: Wicked, innit? They look sick.
1: Sick, bruv.
0: Yeah, they look lit, I think is a thing. Lit. Yeah.
1: Eat, sleep, dice, masters, repeat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, in any case, yes, they do. I, th- I agree. I think they look pretty decent. The ones that we've seen Game Text for, of course. Uh, so uh, they, they follow the standard organised play pattern. You have a, a large batch of participation cards for just turning up and attending the the organised play event. These appear to be alternate arts of existing cards. I've not I've not checked the subtitles on them, but they see, that seems to be the case. Then you have two smaller batches of uh, like a, well, I suppose it depends on your store. Uh, at my FLGS, we, we tend to award first place one of each and then the fellowship award one of each. And it, tend, oh, right. it tends to be how, how we do it. And then what one single OP pack. With eight players, with with the um, with the because particip- we tend to get around eight to ten players will get us through two events normally uh, if we do it that way and then the the surplus sort of gets chucked into a into like a reserve binder for when we do bigger events kind of thing so I suppose it depends how you start there, there probably is an official way they're supposed to distribute them but that's that's how we do it at, at, uh, at Element Games where I play um so yeah that's pretty cool the, the one that stands out well I I which one do you think stands out boobs yeah the boobs <laughs> so, yeah it's, it's it's very initially eye-catching <laughs> don't know where to go with that so this is black, black, black <laughs> <Boobs>. widow yeah <laughs> Boom.
1: yes so january 2019 marvel dice masters super spies shall i run down what we get in the pack
0: yeah rock with it man
1: Let's do it. Right. 20 limited edition alternate art Nick Fury participation cards. Doesn't say which one, but I bet it's going to look cool. If it's in the vein of that Black Black Widow card, it's going to be looking awesome. Uh, You get five copies of a brand new limited edition Marvel Dice Masters Black Widow Agent competitive prize card that we can see. We've got five copies of a brand new limited edition Marvel Dice Masters Captain America trained operative competitive prize card, which could be awesome as well. Or maybe it will just look like a super soldier. <laughs> um, and an instruction sheet, which I'm sure will be very exciting. Just yeah. one instruction sheet.
0: Yeah, I've been I've, I've been collecting those from the beginning. I've got quite an impressive collection of OP instruction sheets. Nerd. Yeah, it. If I was a betting man, I'd probably say the Nick Fury will be the one from the Mighty Thor set. Yeah? If I was a betting man. Yeah, only, only because the it, look, it looks like the Black Widow is using the Black Widow dice from Avengers Infinity. So I think they go for the more recent dice that said the X-Men promo set if I remember correctly the Mystique in there used a, an older Mystique dice
1: yeah I think in some of the comments I'm sure I read that it's all from the, the new Avengers Infinity set
0: well, there isn't a Nick Fury in the Avengers Infinity set
1: then i made that up you heard it here first
0: yeah <laughs> but that, that Black Widow that I mean the game text is actually the, well there's a lot going for it really but the game text is actually really quite eye-catching it re- is it eye-catching eye-catching indeed it reads uh while black widow is active reduce damage from opposing characters abilities by one your opponent cannot target black widow with global abilities she's a three cost fist and she's got two affiliations shield agent and avengers so i mean tons going on with that card there i love the fact that it says reduce damage from opposing characters abilities by one so in the past again i'm a bit i should have checked this but doesn't iron fist only block damage to you Oh, good question. And not your characters.
1: I can probably answer that question. Have you got it there? Yeah,
0: I'm just looking out. Iron Fist the Immortal. Oh, no, no. It is it is a direct replication of the Iron Fist. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm thinking a super soldier, aren't I? Probably.
1: Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Although character abilities also includes globals, doesn't it? E- maybe. As per the ruling on... Uh, uh, fiendish fighter what was that what's fiendish fighter
0: I don't know we get ourselves Do- in trouble when we try and talk about this
1: stuff <laughs> doom doom Calibanites, fiendish fighter mm-hmm. to the ruling back in 2017 it references to character abilities and it also includes global abilities is like that that was my first impression of a rules lawyer
0: of a rules lawyer yeah yeah it was very good mate thank you yeah very good you should have cool. your, you should have your own podcast or something
1: um, that one. Yeah, yeah indeed
0: so uh, what are we talking about see we, get into we start talking rulesy and um, and stuff <laughs> <laughs> when we start talking rulesy and stuff but the fact that she reduces ability uh, damage by one at a three cost purchase is a very attractive proposition especially when we're seeing lots of things like tune immediately springs to mind yeah. For obvious reasons, it's, an, it's a very high-powered piece of uh, game text at the minute. Infiltrate is something that springs to mind. You know, People using uh, Throne Brick Ramp would find themselves
1: in a bit of a tricky spot. That Poison Ivy that you've uh, oh, character
0: onto. Actually, hang on. Sorry. Ignore that. It won't work for Throne Brick. That's an action. It's not character ability.
1: Poison- but it would do that Poison Ivy, wouldn't it? Uh, which one? The one that you keep using that's really, really annoying. I've got one in each of my teams right now. The one that does damage when you KO uh, well, one villain or something? Well, see,
0: just for a momentarily, momentary tangent, that one that you're talking about specifically is Lose Life.
1: Oh, so it wouldn't.
0: Yeah, so it wouldn't. But if you're if you thinking about the one that does damage when you field a villain that's in the other team that you also faced recently, <laughs> then, yes, that would that would
1: stop it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, good. back January 2019. See it on the UK shores January 2023. What are you talking or about? on Steve Clegg's team after he's eBayed it from the US uh, in uh, February
0: 2019. <laughs> yes, well, it won't be from the US, it'll be from this. Uh, so, uh, nobody else will probably appreciate this other than a, a very small circle of UK players will get what I'm talking about. It'll be from Spain. Ops. Yeah, there's some dude in Spain who's got a great line on OP <laughs> cards <laughs> on ebay that all the uk players go to because that that is an issue that's something that on our sweet little island and i think it's also the case across the main body of europe is that op sets are sporadic sometimes they're hard to get hold of stores insist that they're ordering them and they're never arriving and it's a weird situation around op cards over here so yeah that that will be a concern we we, we welcome any international donations and while i'm on that subject thanks once again to zach (laughs) who has been supplying (laughs) (laughs) supplying op cards this side of the world thank you thank you zach yeah we love you um so yeah that is a bit of an issue however yeah in the big picture as you mentioned before andy it's it's quite a promising sign there was a lot of concern when justin was talking up moving the game more towards the casual kitchen table player that that's that's his bread and butter and so that's what the drive towards the collector's boxes and the team packs were all about and there was quite a bit of concern that that might mean that this sort of stuff organized play promos that are built around competitive events at a local level might diminish or disappear and well that seems to be a strong first sign out of his kids that that's not the case
1: Yeah, definitely, especially with the ability being as good as it is, it's going to make people who have maybe played the game over the past few weeks, because they've just got hold of the set, think, actually, yeah, I need to go to my game store because I want that Black Widow, because it's amazing.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. It is amazing. So, yeah, it's a very positive first sign, and I, I welcome it, for sure. Having a local scene that plays regularly... Uh, at a store uh this sort of thing generally uh, well i mean i, I was going to say it generally does attract players we largely speaking are able to attract players because we've organized stuff ourselves to make pricing fun and interesting but this will definitely catch the eyes of my local players there's no doubt about that
1: cool beans right should go on to the next one
0: yes if you want to yeah you do this one
1: okay so february 2019 stark industries It contains the following 20 limited edition alternate art pepper pots participation cards. Say that three times quickly. Uh, Five copies of a brand new limited edition marble dice masters, Iron Man armor supply competitive prize card. Five copies of brand new limited edition marble dice masters, war machine improv armor competitive prize card. Don't get a instruction sheet on this one. I've got a book sweat. Well,
0: um, that's going to be a blow to my collection. That'll irk me. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: uh, but this, this card, oh, the art is wicked.
0: Yeah, you like that. You like sort of um, uh, Tony there switching over into his Iron Man armour.
1: Yeah, I'm a big Iron Man fan. And some of the, the art, isn't that great for him? But that one is um, cool. And I'm very excited to see because War Machine is one of my favourite characters as well. hope they do him justice. Like a suitably cool looking Full art card as well.
0: Yeah, and it looks like as far as the dice are concerned, they'll be from the Iron Man War Machine starter set. So I'd recommend if you've not already got one, because they're in quite short supply. I've found them difficult to lay. I'm looking for a second one and I find it difficult to lay my hands on a second set of those. So if you're out and about in your local store, make sure you pick one up in anticipation of them coming along. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, right. Cool. Shall I jump into March then? so March is the city slingers which appears to have a bit of a sort of new yorky spider-man-y sort of theme about them this includes 20 ultra Art ricochet participation cards which i suspect will be the ricochet from Gu- uh, guardians of the galaxy set five copies of a brand new limited edition S- spider-man sneaky pete And five copies of a brand new limited edition Black Cat Thief. Black Cat Thief is the one that we've been supplied the game text for. Just says Infiltrate.
1: That's quite cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, a a three-cost Spider-Family character uh, with Infiltrate with some pretty decent defense stats is is worth looking at if you're playing Infiltrate teams, for sure.
1: Yeah, looks quite cool. I'm not as buzzing about the art as the first two, but it's still um, cool. I like the full art, art, art cards look wicked. I think they should make all cards full art cards. They look so much better with the picture all the way over the, the card and behind the writing.
0: Um, I'm quite indifferent about them, mate, but, you know, if, if people like them, fine, you know, crack on. <laughs> crack on with that one, yeah. Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, do you want to wrap us up with April?
1: we Will do. So April is the Marvel Now Heroes, or Marvel Now Heroes. Or Marvel Now Heroes. Hmm.
0: Marvel Now Heroes. So Marvel Now, um, comic book nerd knowledge, Marvel Now, is, I think, was like a sort of publisher, like a distribution range.
1: Like WWE Superstars.
0: <laughs> like WWE Superstars. <laughs> well, so they, they, uh, they, it was like, um, they relaunched, it's like, like the New 52 in DC. They sort of did a bit of a relaunch and brought, Relaunched a load of titles. One very good one in particular, which I think is the reason why Kate Bishop is one of the cards was uh, Hawkeye. So, so it was like um, I don't know if you if you're not a comic book reader, it's probably hard to get your head round. But they sort of they brand stuff off. So there's Marvel Max, which is the the more kind of darker, more violent stuff. Uh, DC had a, an imprint called Vertigo, which is coming back actually. Uh, Vertigo was kind of its more out of the oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, out of the mainstream kind of stuff. Uh, right. They just had a, a really unusual one, which had uh, Gerard Way, who's the who's the lead singer of oh, who sang uh, the Black Parade? I don't know. Bloody hell, that's going to bug me now. What's the name of that band? They were a bit. They were like an emo-y thing.
1: Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Wait, what decade are you talking?
0: Only only in the last couple of years.
1: Oh, I don't know. I stop listening to music in the nineties. Uh,
0: My Chemical Romance. Is that? That's a band, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Those guys. So anyway, total
1: you can edit that, edit that down, and it will make you sound like you knew it straight away.
0: Oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. Um. Yeah, they've had an imprint that he was in charge of, which was I had some I had a relaunch or some. Anyway, I'm totally in the weeds right now. I'm going to bring... <laughs> bring so is it a right bit like that.
1: a reboot, like Total Recall?
0: No not and always
1: icebusters.
0: yeah not always so sometimes it's like a it's like a label they call them imprints they may sit in in the main narrative of, of you know in the main context of the universe but they've kind of been separated for a particular reason uh, another one in DC was called Elseworlds, worlds where they did like an exploration of like alternative reality versions of oh, characters okay. you know
1: it's so, a subheading.
0: Yeah, but equally, so like DC, the new 52, or DC Rebirth, was the name of, like, as you say, like a reboot, like a rebranding.
1: Cool. Anyway, in anyway. this pack of Marvel Now Heroes, uh, we've got 20 limited edition Wallop. Basic action card participation cards. That sounds cool. Five copies of brand new limited edition Marvel Dice Masters Kate Bishop Straight Shooter competitive prize card, which we've got the spoiler for. And five copies of brand new limited edition Marvel Dice Masters Vision Behold. And Kate Bishop has got three cost Mask Avenger. When fielded, deal three damage to target villain character die. And the global is pay mask target attacking character die is no longer attacking it is removed it it remains in the field zone Uh, so that's the uh distraction global still there
0: well mate Uh, that's that's my batarang and my distraction global on
1: one card yeah
0: so in love with that card Uh,
1: okay goodbye shriek
0: yeah shriek killer and a fix-it blocker love it yeah it's good yeah
1: well not good against me because well for me because i play shriek and like to attack but for you it's uh, well up your uh, alley
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah <laughs> right up
0: yes yeah some, there was something a little disturbing about the way you said that
1: <laughs> <laughs> something disturbing about most things i say um does have a little bit at the bottom saying targeted removal that will almost always be useful can ko shriek at any level yeah fantastic fielding costs with the global that made Hawkingburg into a meta staple Mm, absolutely indeed yeah it's good
0: yeah so the lads at dm north called that one
1: it's cool yeah, yeah. so some really exciting cards coming.
0: yeah absolutely so that's the news folks some exciting stuff coming in organized play have a word with your local gaming store to see if you can get make arrangements for some of them to be ordered and get some of those events taking place uh that's a piece of news that gets the mod seal of approval two thumbs up whiz kids on that one.
1: one oh we now um
0: dice tower is that do they do that do they i don't really watch the dice tower
1: i think they do
0: well our seal, oh, of, our seal of approval means more than tom vassals
1: Well, definitely yeah for but sure I'm not, I'm, we don't even wear hats or you wear a hat well,
0: I, I that's inaccurate <laughs> that
1: is that <inaccurate>. sometimes <laughs> we are wearing hats yeah thank you very much yeah that that's an exciting and a half yeah, it?
0: yeah let's we need to wrap this segment up we are like in the weeds <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what do you think of the new dice masters op cards do let us know do you wear a hat tell us on the usual ways to get in touch and we'll be happy to hear what you have to say
0: okay please do <laughs> oh god
1: that's an editing job in the half,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah i'll do that one welcome back ladies and gents and have we got Yet another treat for you here at the Ministry of Ice. We're not just Andy and Chris today. We're actually Andy, Andy and Chris today. Everyone, say hey. hello to Andy, the Spuggy Ninja, our current Central European Nationals Champion. Woo! Hey,
2: how's it going? How's it going?
0: Yes, going very well. How are you today, Andy?
2: I'm very well, thank you. Riding high after a, a triumphant trip to Europe. Yes, somewhat I- reminiscent of. Uh, Maybe
0: some of our forebears, but let's not go there now. Absolutely. Well, once again, we, we mentioned it in the last episode, but once again, congratulations. Well done, my man.
2: Many thanks, thank you very much.
0: We'll have a little bit of a chat about that uh, in a moment, absolutely. So, uh, yes, uh, Andy Spug here has joined us to have a little bit of a chat about his recent win at the Central European Nats and become our latest competitor in the Ministry of Dice, the bar. So it's a, a very exciting segment we've got lined up for you. But just for a momentary patented Chris tangent, the Spug, we, prior to playing Dice Masters together, had in fact met before, so I believe... <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the story that's been told. <laughs> but, but you, clearly you've got a stronger memory than me because I, I don't have such a clear memory of the moment we met, but we did apparently play the the very old Star Wars customizable card game, which was produced by I think now a now defunct cap company called Decipher in the late nineties. Yes. Yes. And we appear to have met over a a sweaty Table in Leicester.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the first time we met playing Dice Masters, I forget where it was, actually.
2: Probably UK Nats.
0: Possibly UK Nats, but I came up to you and said, oh, um we've met before. Did you, did you used to play Star Wars down in Leicester? You were like, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Complete naked expression on his face. Andy. I had no idea who I was. I was like, yeah, we've I think we played Star Wars against each other. No, n- nothing.
2: Just absolute blindness. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How could you forget
2: this? Uh, I know. I know. It's uh, well, it's an insult if I'm honest, but uh, i I'm, I'm normally pretty good at remembering faces if I, if I am honest, but I couldn't, quite clearly remember the moment. But the more I think about it, the more I think that maybe you do look familiar and maybe you did indeed face off. Yeah. Back in
0: the days of playing hot at decks and um yeah. yeah. That
2: was a that, was, tra- mm,
0: that was a tremendous <laughs> game that was. It is still
2: a brilliant game and it's still going, you know, remarkably strong I think, considering well, um they haven't
0: produced a card for it for like 20 years. No, well, so there was a the, the Players Committee, who they produced virtual cards, uh, yeah. uh, which I think were probably just in the early days when we would have first encountered each other playing the game, yeah. where, where they produce a PDF on the internet and you cut out your little bit and stick it at the bottom of the card to change the game text. Yeah. And, that, and that seems to have helped the game survive. But that old crew down in Leicester, they, they still play, although there's quite a lot of Star Wars Destiny going on. Oh is mm. I was there.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think um I think because they've just had the World Championships I think.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I believe they have. Honestly. Well, there you go. So uh, welcome, folks, to the Christmas <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> Decipher <for> CCG podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, more yeah. to the point, how you how you managed to forget this? Uh, what did you call me before, Andy, the scruffy Mancunian?
1: Oh, I didn't think you picked up on that. No, I heard
0: you. <laughs> I heard you. I just uh, sailed right yeah. past it. But more importantly, you are are the Central European National Champion. Uh, would it be 1819? Would that be right?
2: 1819. Oh, in terms of the time, AD frame, or, or BC, like in the future? You are?
0: No, uh, so i will just try
2: to pin down
0: uh, or would you be the Central European National Champion 17 stroke
2: 18? No, it's just 2018, uh, isn't it? Oh, is it just the okay. year? Let's let's just call it 2018, eh? 2018. It's easier. I, I can't yeah. get my head around two years. Well,
0: who, who cares about the year? It's still an extremely <laughs> prestigious position to be to be holding. It's such an interesting event, though. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why it was such an interesting event?
2: Yeah, well, two reasons. I think partly one was the qualification process. So they decided that the qualification process was going to be a draft, mm. um, and they did two drafts on the on the Saturday, with the Nationals themselves due to be taking place on the Sunday. The initial draft was a Tomb of Annihilation draft, which didn't go great for me. I ended up going two and two, which was enough to finish seventh when top six qualified for Nationals the next day. But then in the afternoon, we did a Civil War draft, simply by reasons of the fact that the store only had enough stock of that particular set (laughs) <laughs> to um, to do to do that strange that they should have loads of that one left over but coincidentally for me I had done a couple of Civil War drafts back in the day so I was quite well versed with the good cards so I did much better in that one and sure. um, went through and, and managed to managed to get through but so that was the qualification process which I was slightly worried about beforehand because I knew the draft can be a bit random
0: mm. um,
2: and I was obviously travelling to Bratislava yeah where the event was held in Slovakia, from the UK. So I didn't really want to go all that way and not qualify. Um, And actually some people, you know, were unfortunate enough that they did travel. Because, I mean, the brilliant thing about the tournament was that it attracted people from all corners of Europe. There were, I think, six different nationalities represented over the course of the weekend. So it was, you know, it did have a very kind of international feel to it. But obviously I was a bit nervous about going all that way. And then twiddling my thumbs basically on sunday yeah. thinking oh, well, i'm gonna end up um you know not qualifying it could be uh, feel like a real downer but actually what they ended up doing on the sunday which i thought was really quite nice was that for anybody who didn't manage to qualify for the actual nationals on the sunday they ran a kind of side event with the same format so that they did a kind of you know, a tournament among people who didn't manage to qualify, but were still there running kind of alongside the, the actual nationals. But in reference to your earlier question, the thing you probably wanted me to talk about the most was the fact that the nationals themselves, about three weeks before the tournament was due to play place, um, the announcement came through that they were going to be held... Using the new global escalation format, yes. which I know you had a bit of chat about on your podcast before.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've discussed global escalation quite at length, and we've been experimenting with it a little bit. Um, it's uh, a couple of weeks ago, I even said, I think on the recording, but if not, certainly privately between me and Andy, that I would have been a little bit blindsided to have a format announced just. Three four yeah. weeks ahead of yeah. the event taking place. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: yeah, it's fair to say that it caused me a fair degree of sleepless nights. I think in the weeks leading up to it, because I was just felt completely bewildered because you suddenly you're going from you know a relatively small card pool to about three thousand possible viable cards that you could use. Yeah, it's no real. There's no established matter because no one's played a tournament using this format before. So it's really hard to know what to tech against and what kind of things you might expect. So it just came down to trying to work out, you know, or guess really, what you thought was going to be strong and what you thought people would play over the course of the weekend. But the great thing about it was that there was a real variety of decks on display over the course of the weekend. I mean, I think you posted the, the team list from the NAS yes. on your website
0: yes yeah we did and i think that was largely anyone who was paying attention to those uh, team lists who who were commenting on the social medias at the time observed the same you know i think we all noticed that actually yeah there was quite some, some really interesting stuff one that particularly stood out apologies if you're listening because i forget who played the team specifically was it but there was an
2: all-action team on the table uh, the satchel team yeah yeah that was a that was a a joy, a joy to behold, and thankfully not something I had to face. Oh, okay. I was, not, I, was not, I was not relishing the possibility of facing that because he had he was using the kiln that captures stuff every turn. Yeah, and then was stopping people from basically doing anything. It was just shutting people down. I think they were finding it, you know, really difficult to play against. So I was nervous at the prospect of play, f- facing that because I didn't have any kind of anti-action tech but yeah Oh, well, well,
0: apologies um i was just gonna say so that's the sort of thing though sometimes at a national that can uh that, that can go the distance because mm. despite the fact it may not necessarily be the kind of platinum grey top tier team the unexpected nature of it makes it quite strong because people like say aren't teched up against it
2: yeah Absolutely, yeah, and Jesko, the guy who who played it, I mean, hats off to it, really, because he had the he had the goal to play something completely unexpected. I think I don't think anybody would have been thinking, okay, what things might we face? So, well, maybe collector, maybe Ultraman, maybe fix it or whatever but i don't think anybody was lying awake at night thinking oh i might play a satchel team <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah very good and, uh, speaking of fix it of course he was the linchpin of your team
2: indeed he was yeah um although, although um to be honest it's fair to say that it was a fairly last minute decision to go for him i had played a fix it team at the uk nats Yes, you did. Uh, back in June, uh, which you'll be familiar with. Uh, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's possible we might have played each other. I don't remember what happened. but
0: um, Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. sure. So, I, uh, probably,
2: I probably won easily. For, for
0: the benefit of the listeners, <laughs> me and Spug had a little chat. I said, I might give you some bants about beating you at the UK Nationals. And Spug here said, well, I think your report, the way you wrote it up on your website, is inaccurate, actually. I, don't, I think you're talking bobbins, mate. <laughs> Which is why we're chuckling. Um
2: was that was that a top eight? Uh, no, it was no. in the it was in the Swiss. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I lost I lost in the in the top eight to um Charlotte's um Gold Dragon team. Yeah, that was that's grim that team. But the UK Nats, yeah. 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 Um, so that wasn't much fun. But yeah, certainly our um our our face off in the in the Swiss at the UK Nats was, was a bit painful from my from my perspective. And uh, yeah, we were saying beforehand how it's diff- It's interesting how people will remember things slightly differently when look to look through their own kind of glasses.
0: I'll, I'll be think. I'll be going back and reading it after we finish recording. The <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I'm I'm
2: quite
0: Coring quite yeah, I'm yeah. quite quite certain it was a, a, a decisive. Victory <laughs> by the true Mr. Six, the Collector Nobby team demolished yeah.
2: all fixes yeah. in
0: their way. No, and I think I, I think I just
2: like clinging on for dear life. Yeah,
0: the, that first game I think I took quite. <laughs> I think I took that quite strong, but the second game it was just rolling up bolts and I can't remember. I was killing something that was. What was I shooting? I think
2: shriek, shriek
0: probably shooting your shriek off. Yeah, with batarangs and yeah. Missile global. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was which was allowing me then to collect in my shriek and blank your fix it. I've got a funny feeling it was something like that.
2: Yeah, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't fun from my point of view. But so anyway, back to the, the yeah, boxes. yeah, back to, back to <laughs> global escalation. Yeah, now, now that we brought brought my things. decisive victory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I had played a reasonable amount of fix it obviously in the lead up to UK Nats and but I, I, to be honest, I was never really very happy with that team. That I played at UK Nats, but when it came to the Central European Nats, I was really heavily leaning towards playing Collector Team, oh. and I tested it quite a bit. Ben Said Scott had done some stuff with me. I played it a bit against James Bohr as well. It, you know, I was feeling I liked the idea of playing something that was fairly flexible. You know, you could use your own win cons, but you can also steal stuff from your opponent. It's, you know, it gives you options. Whereas fix it is very much a you know a one trick pony, but as James Law said, the trick that it has is a very good one. <laughs> yes, no doubt, <laughs> uh, no doubt about that. So yeah, so that so but what ended up happening was, I don't know if you feel like this, but it just feels like sometimes there are certain dice that when the chips are down, they will not roll for you. Blob and the collector. Yeah, there you go. So that's your that's mine. Your kryptonite. so so to speak. Yeah, it feels like the collector was mine. He he would never seem to roll when I needed him. And to such an extent, I was nearly, you know, putting the dice on a firework and sending it into the night sky. (laughs) It was was driving me insane. Um, But I was still nervous about playing Fix It just because of the, you know, it's not that hard to take against it. But in the end, over the course of the weekend, I've been testing James. He'd been refining his Ultraman team I think Andy will be very familiar with. I am indeed. You, I think you were giving him a fair bit of a fair bit of tips leading yeah. up to in itself, were not you? Did, did him did him really well?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's really glad he listened to, uh, to that.
0: I don't think you would have recommended that he change out to the Power Bolt, though. Would you? Was it Power
2: Bolt?
1: Uh, that was partly my
2: fault. No, I thought Magic Missile. Oh, I see sabotage. Yeah, no, it wasn't intentional. It was just the <laughs> complete brain fart thing. because I'd, i as we were testing, I'd said to him, "What are you going to do if they play Raven Ring or something similar? You know, that just kind of shuts down your targeting." And um, he ended up coming up with the idea of using Powerball, but it turns out that that didn't work either.
0: No, because someone did play Raven Ring, didn't they? Um, yeah, and locked him uh, down. He played them twice.
2: Yeah, he was very unlucky. Bless his socks. Okay. James was very unlucky. <laughs> so yeah, so I end, I end up basically, I think, hardly sleeping the night before, thinking, okay, what I'm going to play, what I'm going to play, and then on the morning itself, just quavering between playing collector, playing fix it, and in the end, about ten minutes before we were due to leave, I thought, okay, fix it is going to be, and um, I just kind of threw the pieces together that I thought would, you know, that I'd been mainly using, and I think I actually took nine cards plus a couple of basic actions, and then. Settled on um, Rip Hunter's chalkboard uh, <laughs> instead of parallax about two minutes before the actual event. yes. So-
0: yeah, if, if folks want to head on over to uh, the Dice Masters with James and Zach's YouTube channel, there's actually some video footage that James took of you in your Airbnb, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> procrastinating over that last card <laughs> and trying to dig out the dice, um, which was
2: very, very entertaining.
0: Yeah, yeah. so, you know...
2: A lot of it give the final part of a great scientific process.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But it turned out to be the right decision in the end, you know.
2: Pretty much. Yeah, certainly fixed it. Yeah, it was good. I was surprised that nobody else played it, actually. And I was surprised I didn't see any collectors, which was um, a bit surprising over the course of the weekend. But although I was in the final when I played Balazs from Hungary, played his Raven Ring, the Venom, Scarlet Witch kind of lockdown yeah. team, I was very much regretting not having a parallax when I could not roll Hellfire like, Club to save my life through Scarlet Witch's action hate
0: yes yeah she's although I find um, she could be a bit hit and miss for me Scarlet Witch um, yeah I was playing her just the other night against Shibam Ben and he just bought up as many actions as he could you know to play the odds and the odds caught up with me <laughs>
2: yeah they tell me that it's 75% not, not a master of probability but, but you've yeah. got, basically you've got 25% chance of rolling through her yeah, I think that's what I remember from a podcast, not ours. Another one I was listening to
1: when that first came out it was usually seventy-five percent chance that you'll roll your dice, but with her, it's actually only twenty-five. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah,
2: because you get stuck if you roll it first time on, on energy, you can't reroll, So, I well, think
0: I, I think I think the Scarlet Witch is just a staple now, though. Really, it has yeah. to be because there's a lot of action stuff going on. Now. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, thank you for that, and Spoke. Thanks for giving us the little talk through uh, your team and um, what was going on at the Central European Nats. But now down to the real business of uh, of the evening or the evening as we record this. It's time for you to lay down your score on the Ministry of Dice's the bar. So at this at this point here now at this point here now I'm going to hand over to my partner in crime Andy England, aka former UK national champion.
1: Uh-huh. Former.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, it's nice uh, to talk to another fellow national champion, actually.
1: Uh, th- thank you very much. It, <laughs> it is tiresome not having someone of our of caliber to speak to on a uh, regular basis. Was <laughs> <laughs> it third, Chris?
0: Yes, yeah, third. Yeah. In, in the event mm. where you came, where did you come? <laughs> Remind me where you came?
1: I can't remember, mate. <laughs> in double digits. Um Right, okay, so should we put the theme tune in about
0: now? Uh yeah, we'll put we'll put the um the completely copyright, protected, perfectly safe theme tune in now.
1: Okay, doke then. So, for anyone who's not listened before, it's the time for the bar. It is two minutes of quick-fire questions. If you know the answer, shout it out. And if it's right, I'll say correct. If it's wrong, I will give you the correct answer. And if you want to play a bit tactical, save a bit of time. If you don't know, pass, and we'll move straight on to the next question. I have asked for your specialist subject beforehand, and we have got old-school AVX uh, as a set to run through. So... uh, are you ready?
0: Yeah, I've got the timer ready. I've got my pen well, and paper to tally.
2: In the words of Starbuck, I'm not ready, but this, let's get this over with.
1: <laughs> nice work. reference. Great I like work. it. <laughs> <laughs> I really okay love then. Coffee. Right.
0: I'll, I'll give you some some time shout outs as we go along, so you know where you're at as well. Cool. Him, and also throw mate. You off your game. Thank okay. You. On your marks.
1: Get set. Go. What energy type is Cyclops? Bolt. Correct. What is the when fielded ability on Gambit ace in the hole?
2: Oh, draw a two dice and roll them. Oh, no,
1: it's draw and roll a die. Uh, No special effects. No, I've... oh. No special effects, just a low-cost die with good numbers is the Rider. Correct. Which two sides of the Hulk die have bursts?
2: The level one and level two
1: correct what affiliation is human torch uh fantastic uh, uh um fantastic four correct fuzzy elf is the subtitle on which characters uncommon card correct four god of thunder gets plus four attack and plus four defense for each of character. Fist. yeah that's correct thank you uh, venom has a global <laughs> on each rarity or his card pay fist to One do minute.
2: what to spin down an opponent's character
1: Oh, close. It's spin opponent's fist character to level one. Uh, what is the purchase cost of the rare Doctor Strange? Probably a charlatan. Uh, seven. Correct. What is the colour of Iron Man's die?
2: Oh heck. Um, orange.
1: Oh, close. Uh, yellow. Uh, Magneto has a global on two versions of his card. Pay mask to do what?
2: To knock out a seconds. villain. No, no, to re-roll a villain die. Correct. What energy type is Silver Surfer? Uh, shield.
1: Correct. Wolverine, formerly Weapon 10, is an awesome card. What In does this. he get when he attacks alone? Plus 4A and plus 4D. Correct. What is the color of Professor X's
2: die? A kind of clay color. <laughs> Light brown.
1: Three. Oh, oh no, it's great. <laughs> Can't touch this. Is a subtitle of which character rare card?
2: Can't touch this. Character rare card. Oh man. I don't know. Let me just guess. We're going to have to press you uh, for an answer. the thing. That uh, no, is Rogue. Oh yeah,
1: of course.
0: Whoa. My word. <laughs> That was an impressive performance. It was was it, I think
2: I've got loads wrong. Uh,
0: you didn't? No, too, there are definitely more tallies than crosses on my little piece of okay, paper okay, here. Okay, Let's okay, count good, them good. up for you, shall we? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Woo! That is a very good performance there, Mr. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well done. Ten on AVX. I didn't
2: it know It could have been better.
0: I didn't know any of them. Gambit, I was like, with uh, that about Pippin
1: the Day?"
2: That was close. <laughs> it was close. I was. It was annoying, yeah, because I I, was, I could vaguely remember it, but not quite close enough. But um, I I started to think that maybe AVX was the set that I knew the best, but at the same time, I've recently started to think maybe it's a bad idea because I basically haven't played with it for about three years. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way in the past now but hey ho oh, you okay.
0: you're big fibber um, you've, been, you've been swatting up all week haven't you i i if i if i beat ben Said scott i'm happy uh what did ben get <laughs> eight was it there go. he'll be on to me if i said that wrong <laughs> i think
1: he did get yeah they
0: no, got eight eight yeah you did you did indeed beat ben
2: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's so easy to know
0: very good very good okay well done Andy you you're, uh, you will be placed on the leaderboard which is still out of date on the website by the way folks uh, um, all entirely my fault not Andy's he's been updating it I've just not been uploading it um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, religiously update it each
0: time yeah I know you're, you're really good man you're really good I just so I will get the up to date leaderboard but uh, well done there Andy excellent right well we'll we'll wrap it up there in the interest of time thank you very much for coming on having a chat with us there spoken, and competing in the bar thank you no no thank you uh, we will be back with another contender you know sometime soon <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we've arranged someone in the meantime we'll move on to the next segment sad times folks sad times this brings us to the end of yet another ministry of ice podcast we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it is there, do we need to put anything in in the outro now to wrap up
1: uh, no, uh, if you've got any ideas for our global escalation teams, let us know.
0: Yes, absolutely. If you're a listener in Harlow in the United Kingdom, give us a shout.
1: Other than that, uh,
0: any any feedback or comments you want us to send way, let us know.
1: Or, if you've got any in-depth Dice Masters questions that you're you're, you're worrying about, then let us know because you know we're here for you.
0: Uh, actually, in fact, we're we're always. Um, you, regular listeners may recall some months ago we we suggested a, a an agony aunt service for your dice master's woes so uh, if anybody has got any dice master's troubles that they'd like to give us a shout perhaps you've got a dice that doesn't roll like spug's collector or my blob then 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 let us know and we can we can counsel you through it <laughs> <laughs> agony aunt Andy and uncle Chris are here ready to help you all right, well, uh, well, we'll be back in a fortnight. Go out on Mondays, guys, so keep a listen out two weeks on Monday. In the meantime, I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six.
1: I've been Andy, a.k.a. Dot Cotton.
0: <laughs> You've done Dot Cotton before, I'm sure you have.
1: Uh, I think I did Deirdre from... College. Oh, you
0: did. My mistake. No, that's, that's on me. I got that wrong.
1: Deidre Barlow slash yes. Rashid.
0: Yes, yes, you are absolutely right. My mistake. Um, how could I possibly confused Coronation Street at EastEnders like
1: that. Yeah, you're from Manchester as well.
0: I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'll be exiled. I'll be coming, I'll have to move in with Uh you. Or your (laughs) mum. She'll (laughs) put me up. Alright folks, we'll be back in two weeks. Ta-ra now. Bye bye.
2: I suppose if only you had someone that you did a podcast with who lived like really close to the, <laughs> to I, the venue I'm sure
1: I could sort something out <laughs> oh, spoke, just quick. put him on the spot like that bless
0: you um, stay
1: in my mums my mum
0: <laughs> yeah well I, I spoke it over with her but she wasn't keen on the idea she was entertaining someone else
2: oh okay yeah yeah
0: um, <laughs>